Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Yeah, Nikola Jokic might have been the regular season MVP, but this is a whole different ball game, baby. And it is time to start talking postseason MVPs because some of these dudes have been elite. Stone Labanowitz, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, well, well. It looks like Jimmy Butler actually does have some competition for the best postseason performer this season. Maybe, just maybe, there's some competition for Jimmy Butler. I don't know. We're going to have to discuss it. Yesterday was, in one word, weird. Ken LeVick alive. Monday, starting off your work week. Hey, if you're miserable right now, suck it up. We're here for you. Come into our radio bosom. The Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers off of the overcast, yet warm intracoastal. Monday means Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He is rushing back from a TV assignment he had at PGA National. He'll be here momentarily, and you'll hear his silky, smooth vocals. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, he's here. He is bright. He has a flowered shirt. He's ready to go. Uh, yesterday, and Evan just mentioned it in in the, the front end of your daily Evan Cohen twosome here on ESPN 106.3, that he's never quite seen a destruction like he saw yesterday in Game 7 in Phoenix, and he's right. Now, there were two destructions yesterday, but we've definitely seen a Game 7 destruction uh, by the home team, which is what took place yesterday. The yeah. Bucs were terrible. The Celtics rolled. That's not uncommon. Whatever the hell that was last night in the desert was weird. That was weird, especially coming from a team that has been there, done that. Especially a team that was in the finals a year ago. Especially a team that features Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, that team just did not show up. Yeah. That was, if you're a Suns fan, Stone. Like, how do you even feel this morning? Because it's it's not even disappointment. It's not heartbreak. I think for me it's just concern about the future of the franchise because what the hell was that? And Luka just smacked you around for four quarters yesterday. You lost by 35 at home. You were down by 42 in a game seven on your home floor. You scored 27 points at halftime. You were tied with Luka at halftime. I, I think if you're a fan, you're distraught. Because you're by far the title favorites going into the postseason, and you were up 3-1. So at that point, you put on autopilot. But, man, that, that I, plane came down, crashing and burning. I, I mean, it was not the dude who just took over for the uh, passed-out no. pilot here in Palm Beach County. It wasn't that. This was, uh, well, I'm screwed. Nosedive into the ocean. I, I You say distraught, Stone, and I'm sure there are some distraught Suns, Suns fans, but Theo... I, I almost think for me, I'd just be scratching my head still this morning, waking up wondering, what in the hell was that last night, and where do these guys go from here? Well, I think similar to like to me, like I think maybe the Suns didn't know Game 7 was last night, how I almost forgot that Ken Levick Alive started at 12 today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Maybe they just showed up a little right, late. Maybe right. <laughs> did, you, did you double book yourself, even though you know you have a radio show every single Monday? Yeah, like, you know, it was one of those You're things. Horrible. I think... 
Chris Paul and Devin Booker had other obligations, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they were like, yo, do you want to keep going with these p- playoffs? Like, I mean, we're going to get paid the same amount practically. <laughs> we both got, like, near-max contracts. These contracts are pretty guaranteed. I heard Booker talking about, like, yeah, I get to go spend more time with my family now. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool, bro. Well, Kendall Jenner, that's the one he's dating, right? Yeah. Kendall Jenner went to IG and said they're taking a break, so he's not going to be spending time with that family. Oh, wait, they're taking does, a break? How does Ken know this and we don't? Wait, wait. Did she go to IG and say him and her and Devin Booker are taking a break? I th- she said she said like subtly like right now we're on a break. I mean, it Dang. could be after the first half last night. Was that did Luca do that? Did he end the relationship? Did Luca end? <laughs> did Luca end Devin Booker's relationship with Kendall Jenner? Damn, man. Luca was absurd. I mean, he was just picking out who he wanted to dominate. Yeah. There was nothing that a single player in black last night could do. That was incredible. Oh, I'm going to take you on the block. Bam. See you, Jay Crowder. Oh, I'm just going to pop it in your face. See you, Chris Paul. Devin Booker, blow by layup. Like, there was Mikkel no- Bridges. Mikkel Bridges dominated. Like, he was supposed to be the guy that was able to at least stay in front of Luka, yeah, like right. maybe give him a little hassle. The Luka like, in Peter. Yeah, he's too, you know what it is? He's too skinny still. He needs to put on some weight if he's going to be trying to guard some of those bigger yeah. wings. But but the thing with Luka is he and, and, and obviously, Jalen Brunson was huge for them in the Utah series. Spencer Dinwiddie has been awesome for Dallas. But Luka, who can guard him right now? Who can guard him? And I know that he's a trash bag defensive player. But even now, he's trying to play defense. Yeah. And he's still maintaining his offense. I mean, Luka is absurd. When we're talking about a... a, a a discussion right now about most valuable postseason performers. We'll um we'll call them MVPPs, okay, for lack of a yeah. better term, because we don't put much effort into this show. Of course not. So an MVPP, most valuable playoff performer. Right now, Theo, if you could give me three candidates, three front runners, keep it in mind that we're at the midway point of the postseason. Yeah. But who are your three front runners for MVPP right now? Um Actually, it's pretty easy because of the four teams remaining, I think nobody from the Warriors stands out. Okay. So then you just go best player with each team, Tatum, Butler, and Luka. Okay. Does and that sound reasonable, Stone? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I had yeah. written down as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's that's perfectly reasonable. Now, how you go in the order of those three, okay. I think those are the three finalists. Yeah. So and what's the about, order? It's about the taste now because if you look at those three guys, I still think Jimmy Butler's the best two-way guy out of the three of them. So – Let's go through numbers, okay? Let's just start with numbers. So, Jimmy Butler, 28.7 points per game Nash. so far, keeping in mind that he did miss a game five of the first round series, okay? Uh, 28.7 points per game, shooting 52.5 points from the field, seven rebounds per game, 5.4 assists per contest, and over two steals a game. Those are some pretty bodacious numbers oh, yeah. for Jimmy Butler, and it does speak to what Theo mentioned He's doing it both ways, yeah. right? Then let's go to Luca. 31 and a half points per game in this postseason so far. He is at 34 points per game in elimination games in his career. He just added to the lore last night. 10.1 rebounds a game. So the dude's averaging a double-double. Just over 47% from the field, 6.6 assists per game, and just under two steals per game for Luca. That 
is big time numbers as well. Yeah. Then there's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, who has gone toe to toe with Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum, who has gone head to head with Giannis and has won those battles. 28.3 points per game, 6.1 assists per contest, 5.6 rebounds a game, just over one steal per game, and shooting under 44%, just under 44%. Those are the numbers for him. So then you got to kind of look into it a little bit more, and this is why I agree with Theo. Jimmy Butler, more than any other player, gets it done and sets the, the expectation and the tempo on both ends, offensively and defensively. Luka, nobody's following his lead defensively. Nobody's following Jason Tatum's lead defensively. Jimmy Butler is, is the heart, soul, heartbeat and leader offensively and defensively of the Heat team, and that's why I think he's the front runner for the MVPP so far. I would I would say so, and, and the hardest part is if you try to use the discussion of, okay, take player A off of said team, which team would still stay afloat? But the weird thing is with Luka and with Jimmy Butler, you did that, and both teams had a winning record in those games. Yeah, Jason Tatum, I think still, I mean, who was really the MVP of this last series? Was it him or was it? That's the thing. Jason Tatum has the most. I mean, uh, it was Tatum. You can argue. Was it? it? I mean, it, yeah. It I had mean, to yeah, have but it was close. It was, it Grant, was, what Grant Williams did, not only defensively, but in that game seven by taking all of those threes and making them as his confidence built which, up. Which, by the yeah. way, is not going to be the case for <laughs> however long the series lasts with but, the but Heat. Let Grant that, Williams launch that. But a lot of that has to do with doubling Tatum, right? And, and Grant being open. Like, I, like, because he's on the court, Grant has those opportunities. I, it, you're right about that. I'm just saying. Who was more impactful because also defensively, Jason Tatum could do – you said he went head-to-head with Giannis. He didn't really. He did not go – from that standpoint, no. But I'm saying uh, getting into uh, a fourth-quarter scoring. Yeah, yeah. For for sure, Jason Tatum got some timely buckets. But without Grant Williams and Al Horford, I think those were the guys that made the series. Yeah. Al Jason Horford Tatum saved their ass. Well, Tatum had, what, like 23 points in Game 7 last night? And yeah. it was because, you're right, they trapped him a bunch. They got the ball out of his hands. But the other guys got to step up like Shaq likes to say, and they did. I mean, I hear you guys. I, I have to go Luka as far as valuable goes, and I'm going to pull the roster card. I mean, he's pulling LeBron James, 07, Cleveland Cavalier stuff. Like Ilgowskis and Dwayne but, but, Jones and these guys. Like, like Jimmy Butler has a constructed roster where he's able to sit out a game and they can get games done. And... Who, and Boston has a roster. Like Milwaukee has a roster. Luca is doing stuff that like is unimaginable. Do you remember Dwight Powell is not even comparable to a guy like you, Al Horford. Do you remember how many games Luca played in the first round series against Utah? I, I mean, and they got it done. Kudos to them. Jalen Brunson them. was the leader of that team. So Luke is great. Luke is great, but he didn't. He wasn't the reason they got past Utah. But if you're if you're taking Tatum off the team, Jalen Brown's the leader of the team. If you're taking Jimmy Butler off the team, guys like Hero and Bam and them can step but up. But I would argue that the the uh, difference between Tatum and Brown is lesser between a one and a two player than any other of those teams. The Heat. Or the 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 map. Therefore, making Luca more valuable. If you're taking Tatum it's off, but, and that margin is close. But Jalen Brunson stepped up and beat Utah. The def- the, 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 the twice two time Defensive Player of the Year got dominated by Jalen Brunson. Uh, just it's just tough. like we heard Pat Bev earlier, and no one's afraid of no one's afraid of Utah either. Uh, let, let's uh, speaking of though, Luca. Let's hear him. A guy who's confident. A guy who's feeling it. He was asked about the first half last night. Uh, where it was Luka 27 and the Phoenix Suns 27. He was asked if he was aware of it. Theo, listen to the confidence that is oozing 
out of this man in Dallas right now. Were, were you aware at halftime you had as many points as the Suns? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that is sick, man. That is absolutely sick. He that, got that dog in him, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the best compliment that someone can, can, can give is a teammate. A teammate. When he says, this guy is playing at a level that I've never seen him play before, like Max Struess was talking about in the series against the Sixers with Jimmy Butler. Here's Max Struess on Jimmy Butler. Max, Jimmy's obviously been on an incredible scoring run since the playoffs started. Is this the best basketball you've seen him play, I guess, since you've been here? Um, yes. Uh, he's special. Um, and it, it was hard watching him, you know, last game, um, you know, go for 40 again and then us not be able to get the win. Um, you know, we all kind of wanted to just do our part and help him because um, he's been carrying us um, throughout these whole playoffs. So um, we need the guys to step up and, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be that guy um, just to help him and help us get a win. Like, that's the thing. Even in losses, Jimmy has been dominant. Mm. In the two losses against the Sixers, but 35 and 40 on damn near 50% shooting both times. He's been dominant in, two, in the two losses that yeah. they had in, in, in that, that second round series. So I think there's a better case to be made for Jimmy because he's doing it on both ends. And I know that uh, it's in the playoffs, you're looking at scoring, you're looking at offense, you're looking at, boy, Luka, he is pouring it in. Or Jason Tatum, he, uh, he went on a scoring spree in the fourth quarter. But as far as full body of work in this postseason, I think Jimmy's got the edge in this conversation. Yeah, and nobody else is also doing it without such a significant piece as Kyle Lowry, the Your championship point winning point guard. Is gone. And and Jimmy Butler has filled yeah. that void with his playmaking and with his leadership on the court. Um, and also, I mean, it just can't be understated that you can't pick on Jimmy Butler. Like you, right? It, on de- defensively, Luca got picked on. They literally lost a couple games because of how Luca was able to get picked on. And even with Jason Tatum, when he tried, like it was cute when he guarded Kevin Durant. When he tried to do some of that same stuff with Giannis, Giannis, you know, mm-hmm. put him on the ground yeah. and dunked the ball Jason, time J- after time. Jason Tatum is now on the overall level of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's just he doesn't have enough girth yet. He doesn't he he's not strong enough to handle some of those other battles. And, and there's no guy in this league. I mean, unless you're talking about a big guy backing him down in the post, but like there's no guy in this league on the wing. I wouldn't feel comfortable trotting Jimmy Butler out there against. We are through two series in the playoffs. The first two rounds are done. Time to talk MVPP, most valuable playoff performer. Who is the front runner right now? Theo and I are going with Jimmy Butler. Stone, he says it's Luka. Who is it for you? 888-760-3776. 760-3776. Who has been the MVPP so far? The most valuable playoff performer. NBA. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. I get that Jason Tatum is an absolute talent. There's been a lot of discussion about him uh, being a, a top five player. Him being at that elite level. In the NBA, Cedric Maxwell, uh, he was on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, yes, right, sir. this morning? Cedric Maxwell was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, and not Max Owell, but Maxwell, and he was <laughs> talking about Jason Tatum. And, and I mean, listen to this assessment of where he is within the realm of the NBA right now. 
I think he's there now. Mm. I think when you're talking about opening up the room, and you and I have been there. We've all been there, Keyshawn. Max, you've been there when you, as he's saying, you you go to a club, man, and they're popping bottles in your area. Like, man, we are cool. And then you look up. Oh, that's Jordan. That's Pippen. That's this person, that person. (laughs) Yeah, there is another tier. And I think that he is at that level now. Uh, he has he has an arrogance and a confidence about him. He has a swagger that I haven't seen, you know, in a long time uh, for a player with the Boston Celtics. He, he reminds me a lot of Paul Pierce with his with his cockiness. But I think he's, you know, he's he's Duke. He's a Duke Blue Devil cool guy. That you know, you just just under the surface, you're going. He is so cool. Sometimes too cool for school. Okay, that doesn't make him a top five player in yeah. the NBA. I think we're great. We're playing the results a little too hard here. Let's not forget who was missing from the Bucks Celtics series. We wouldn't be having mm-hmm. this conversation if Chris Middleton was playing. If Chris Middleton was playing, yeah. so let's—I I don't want to play the results too hard just because the Celtics did win in seven in the series they were favored in at home against the team that was missing their best half-court scorer. And what did the Celtics do? Just pack the paint and yeah. force other guys to shoot other than Giannis. And the Nets were clearly fatally flawed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself. What I will say is, anybody making that argument now that Jason Tatum is top five. You can. There, there's an argument to be had. He's yeah. Just, he just isn't. Yeah, he's right on that, I mean, that that brink. You can argue with the resume of the teams that they've beaten. The Celtics and Jason Tatum gets the nod there because going through KD, Kyrie, Nets, and going yeah. through the defending champions, uh, even if Chris Middleton didn't play, that's probably a better resume than the Heat going through not a superstar Trey Young, and uh, the Joel Embiid with his thumb uh, rolling around on the floor uh, and his his face with a, 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 a hole in it, and then Luka going through the Jazz who hate each other. Right. They'd rather be fighting each well. other than, than playing <laughs> another team. And then uh, the Suns, uh, I mean, just a historic no-show last what night. What was I mean, that? that weird. That's Murderer's Road, though. The Mavs with that roster going through Utah and then going no, no, through no, Phoenix. No. Utah's, is, not is murderers. Utah's murderers. Utah's murderers. No, no, no. Bro. What kind of murderers? I mean, I like mean, like kids who step on on yeah. ant piles, like murdering <laughs> ants. I mean, like what is that? I mean, if we're if Utah we're ta- if we're talking numbers, right? Vegas gave them a better chance to get to the NBA Finals than they did the Miami Heat. And Ooh, I, Utah? Yes. Yeah, Vegas got it wrong. Sometimes and, and of they course do. they did. Utah we, we sucks. See that we right know now. that. And another thing you wanted to bring up, you know, uh, like the state, you wanted to bring up <laughs> yeah. the series. You wanted to bring up the series being a little different for Boston not ha- or, or Milwaukee not having um, Chris Middleton. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're Heat fans, right? And we didn't see him beat for two games. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, it's similar, and it's borderline probably more destructive it than that beat. I don't think it would have mattered either, but you can't necessarily make that argument that but it would have been different stop, with Middleton. Though. Pump with the brakes. No Embiid. Pump the brakes. Middleton didn't play at all that series. I it know. went seven. No games to two games. I mean, the margins. No, 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 thin. no, no. And Embiid, Embiid, Embiid was borderline. Uh, Embiid's an MVP of the league, and he two is. games matters. He is, and two games does matter. But at the end of the day, Embiid came back, and the Heat still yeah. figured him out. Yeah, he and was he, hurt. He came back drunk. He was hurt. Drunk. But I'm and I'm not going to excuse. I'm not saying that that makes uh, again. Of course not. Sixers of fans have their excuses that they can lay out as well. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's not start calling Jason Tatum a top five player because he got through a team that literally because it wasn't like because he's too cool for school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. A cool Thanks, Duke Sam. guy. Good, good I mean, analysis, cool guy. They were the defending but, champs. No, no, but stop. The, the only thing I'm saying is it wasn't like it was something that Jason Tatum did. Jason Tatum didn't prove to me in this series he's a top five player. The Celtics won the game. Stuff. It's crazy stuff. He was clutch. I, I, he was clutch in big moments. In big moments in game seven. He was yeah. he? 
And not in Game 7. I'm talking about Game 5, Game 6. He did have some big moments. He was clutch in certain moments. You could argue Game 5 is different. Game 5 heroes Al Horford. Nobody's looking at Jason Tatum and saying, (laughs) oh, Game 5. And then Game 6, Jason Tatum was the hero in that game. But it's not like he carried the entire series. So he got one. So he he was a hero in one game, and now he has to be a top five player? Theo aligns with J. Will. And and J. Will says that that Tatum hasn't entered the realm without something. Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, J. Will, our our heat culture nemesis here on Ken (laughs) Levick Alive this morning on his actual radio show on ESPN 106.3. I think get to an NBA championship to get put in that next bucket, for me, frankly. Because what I saw him do in elimination games, uh, game six, when you talk about on the road, he drops 46. Mm. 46 on the road. That's Huge game. Then to come back at home and defend home territory, dropping 23 in the way he did. Now, granted, Grant Williams made 27 points, you know, end up knocking down seven threes. But key, the way he takes over a game, the way he shot the ball in this game, and the way Emile Doka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, has now figured out the blueprint in his first year coaching. Yeah, I, I, listen, Jason Tatum is a hell of a player. He is. And that game six was one for the Celtics history books. It's not one for the NBA playoff history books. And, and Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler has, again, both ends been the best player in the league. The numbers show it. The analytics show it. The eye test shows it. But Jason Tatum, because of the team he plays for, because of the path that they've gone through, I think more often than not, he's going to get the edge over Jimmy Butler if we're asking from coast to coast right now. And Luca, when you're hearing the chatter now and it's been all over the ESPN shows today in between CP3 slander, like this is the next face of the league. I mean, that's on the front page of ESPN.com right now. Luca is the is the the upcoming face of the NBA. I I just think Jimmy probably for the majority of people falls behind because Luca's the darling, and Jason Tatum's a Celtic, and it just goes back to the uh, it's the Heat, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. But I think so does Theo that Jimmy Butler's the the front runner for the most valuable playoff performer right now. The Heat are nothing without him. But also, he's the one who sets the tone. They're the deepest team still, despite that. And he sets the tone both ends. Neither of those uh, two players do that. Yeah, they, they don't. And, and again, for Jimmy Butler in specific, I think he likes it that way. And another thing about Jimmy Butler is it's almost – it's funny because the other guys that we name, teams will try and shade, get the ball out of their hands, kind of do so much to try and stop them. Teams let sometimes Jimmy Butler go to work or they mm-hmm. don't double off of him. And Butler takes over and takes advantage of those those situations. And I think that's another part of his genius is, okay, keep on undermining me. Keep doubting me. I'll drop 40. We'll get through the playoffs. I've been to a finals before. Tatum hasn't. People want to elevate Tatum past him. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. But they got to tip that ball off, and they got to play us twice at FTX. Who has <laughs> been the MVPP, the most valuable playoff performer to this point? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Now we've identified our our three front runners and who we think is the favorite right now. We all think it's Jimmy, Luca, Tatum. Uh, Stone is going with Luca as the front runner. Mm. Theo and I say Jimmy Butler. Those are our three. Maybe we're missing someone. Maybe you think someone else should be in the discussion. Maybe Steph should be in in this discussion. We're not giving him enough credit. Mm. Who has been the MVPP, the most valuable playoff performer? Eight eight eight. 
760-3776. Tweeted us, as always, at KLV1063. Derek Torres tweets, It's Luca. No one else is close. Tatum is ahead of Butler as well. No disrespect to Jimmy, but he is what he is. A great player. And his story shows us that he may lay an egg here soon. What 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 is his story? What... What story? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's sure playing he's his best about. ball ever, but who'd the Heat beat? They 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 beat a team that had major, major Eastern Conference championship expectations. They beat Joel Embiid and James Harden. How much did their Vegas odds to win the title go up, Stone, after they made that trade and brought in Harden? Didn't they shoot up after that trade? They, they definitely shot up. And then after they beat <gasps> the Knicks right away mm. uh, it was a feeding frenzy on that i don't what what are we what are we what is jimmy based off this tweet what is jimmy and where where is him laying an egg i don't i where did when in his career has that actually happened this, this i don't understand even, that i don't even think this is the best basketball he's ever played i mean if you look at the 2020 finals run he had runs in there where he played at a more even possibly even more elite level um, yeah. on a bigger stage. So I, th- I think he has more of an offensive output right now than he did in 2020. I think he's making it making it known that he can go get 30 in those finals. Did he get 40? I think he got 40 twice in those finals, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so against the Lakers defense that is yeah. a little bit more aggressive than. Uh, what they got out there with the Philly defense and especially Atlanta. Uh, I, I don't think know. I, I think that we're <laughs> yeah. basing too much off of, and it sounds like this tweet from from Derek is basing uh, these these thoughts that he has on Jimmy's postseason last year, where it's become abundantly clear that the bubble wasn't the fraud year. The short turnaround for the best teams in yeah. that postseason in the bubble, leading to the results a year ago, actually make last year the fraud season. Last year's conference champions are gone before the conference finals. Meanwhile, the Heat, after proper rest and actually a proper season and no fans uh, not allowed to attend games and regular travel, guess who's back in the Eastern Conference Finals? It's the Heat. With home court. With home court. Turns out the least fraudulent team from the bubble ends up being the Heat. Mm. Because the Lakers... They they are not even a playoff team. Imagine They're not that. even a playoff team. D- don't don't base Jimmy Butler and what you think of him based off of last year's postseason. The Heat started the year six seconds after they bowed out of the NBA Finals. Yeah, like enough of that. And people, I think people too are starting to like downplay this Mavericks roster a little too much. We're going a little too far. Like, let's not forget they held the Suns to twenty seven points in the first Bro. half. Luka didn't didn't match the Suns' scoring total because yeah. he scored fifty in right. the first half. Right. He matched the Suns' scoring total because they held them to twenty seven right. points. Yeah, we're, but we're, but we're, a lot of that has to do with his presence. Like just Luka's like being, presence didn't hold him to twenty seven. But you could make the argument it does because he's just giving no, you bucket after Luka, bucket after bucket. It's demoralizing. No, Luka has a force field around him, and and so I, it just not, it starts deflecting shots from the rim. Why is he has an aura about him? No, that dude. What is that? Who's 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 Analysis is better. Cedric Maxville that uh, Jason Tatum is too cool for school <laughs> or Stone Labanowitz's aura about Luca. 888 Yeah. His aura is stopping the Suns from scoring. Let's 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 take TJ and, and Ernesto here. But man, this My guy wife is gets the new an face or- of the league. My wife sees an aura before she gets a migraine headache. I don't know if that is oh, that what you're talking God. about. I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the same thing. Uh, uh, the the Luca aura is uh, is why Y'all he's the get front runner so right now. So ridiculous with these things. <sighs> TJ is in West Palm. TJ's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, TJ? How you doing? Good, buddy. 
I just want to say I have a player in the playoffs this season right now for basketball is without a doubt not a question Luka. Because without Luka, the Mavericks are the team that stand no chance at where they're, what position they're at in the playoffs. The Heat could win without Jimmy. I think the Boston could win without Jason Tatum. I don't think the Mavericks could stand a chance to even get in the playoffs without Luka. The, but the, the, the Mavericks are the only team that have won a series without their, their superstar. He played one game in that Utah series. He played one game in Utah, but Utah's not Phoenix. Phoenix was a, the best team in the NBA, and if they didn't have Luka doing what he was – I mean, they embarrassed Phoenix last night. Chris yep. Paul, oh, yeah. a veteran, got absolutely embarrassed The, the Suns didn't show up. You're exactly right, and appreciate the, the call, TJ. You know, let me ask TJ if this guy was walking around with an aura. What is this whole aura but, but, thing? But go no, ahead. Is he is, Michael Jordan now? No, is he Tiger Stone, Woods? Stone watches games with an infrared sensor. And so yes? he's seeing the body heat of these people, and it's an aura, and, and Luca gets extra sweaty. Okay. So that's what he's seeing. There's so an aura around Luka has, This is the problem. So, like, Luca Doncic is a great player, elite, top five, really nearly unstoppable. Great guy. Relax. He has won two playoff series, and you're saying you're acting like he's Tiger Woods on Sunday with a red shirt on. It's, it's, I said it's LeBron James stuff, but we wanted LeBron to bring LeBron James. It is. It's, it's 07. It's directly similar, like analytically. All of it says it's exactly he's what not we saw LeBron in 07. Yet. And we're talking Miami, right? What is Atlanta, Philadelphia. We're going Jason Tatum, title favorite in Brooklyn, defending championships in the Bucks. We're going Luka, Utah. Title favorites in Phoenix. We should have. He should have mopped up Atlanta. He should have mopped up Philadelphia. The two other guys we're talking about should not have done what they did. He did overaccomplish. Yes, he was great in the biggest moment. Yes, he was elite. The Suns didn't show up, and were playing the results a little too hard. The Suns scored twenty-seven points in that first half. Why? That but, was not Luka. But what do you mean doing? they didn't show up? Like that's a part no, of they didn't like show have, up. it wasn't Luka. That has a, that has a lot to Luka do. Luka is a dog, Luka and he did yeah. his job. Luka took their soul, but took their soul. Other, but yes. I, I, and I listen. I'm not trying to crap on Luka because he He's is great. Overall, he is a top five player in the league. That's yes. not a discussion. It's not like Cedric Maxwell saying <laughs> that that Jason Tatum's too cool for school and he's got that Duke cool, so that's why he's in that elite <laughs> level. Like that's uh. not analysis. That's complete utter crap. Uh, Luka, like he's a top five player, but I'm all I'm saying is that Jimmy Butler, the way he has played consistently both ends of the floor, that's why he has been better than Luka. Why he has been better than Jason Tatum. Luka, again, to speak to the caller, they didn't need Luka to win a playoff series. Jimmy and Lowry didn't play and they busted up Atlanta. Jimmy didn't play one game. But Luka and they two. Up Luka didn't play two. They have barely hung one on. Game to two? Hold on. Jimmy, Jimmy set out a game where the Heat were up 3-1 at home and the Atlanta Hawks had already quit on themselves. That's uh, the game Jimmy sat out on. We're talking Luka the Atlanta Hawks. out the beginning Haw- of the playoffs. Yeah. We're talking the Atlanta Hawks versus the Utah Jazz. Are we, are we doing that? Like, yeah. They're, yeah. they're comparable yeah. in any sense? Uh, I think the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and the Jazz we've seen getting mopped Wait, in the Utah playoffs. Are you saying the Hawks are better than the Jazz? No, I, absolutely not. I'm saying the Jazz would have got rid of Atlanta in five. But we're saying they didn't need to play against the Hawks team? Wait, why so are we talking about the Jazz? How does that help Luka's case? Yeah. Doesn't I'm that just, help our case? I'm just saying, like, yeah, sure, in, in the sense it does, but we're just talking Atlanta over Jazz. Why are we even putting them in the same conversation? Ma- none of that matters. What matters is what, what, what is this aura thing that we're doing here with Luger? What, what is that? It, it's what color is it, it? it? When we're talking about the face of a league, like we're, we're talking about this guy showing up on the court and Devin Booker and CP3 just getting the soul taken out of them on their home court because there's this one Slovenian dude who keeps going yes. to the rack and t- getting these buckets, and it translates. Like His offensive output – 
like he, they don't need like I'm not gonna say they don't need to play defense, but it makes up for a lot of bad defense because this guy's gonna but go get you. Are, a we, ta- every are time. we talking about All the right. best offensive performance, best offensive ability in the playoffs? Well, are we talking, talking about the most valuable player in the playoffs? Like that's a completely different discussion. I'll take I'll take Lucas' skill set over those two guys, Tatum yes. and Buller, any day of my life. But as far as like what this playoff has been, I think it's Jimmy Butler. Let's go to Ernesto in Boynton. Ernesto's on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Ernesto? Look, I don't want to throw you guys off the off the rails, but let's go Rangers! Game what? seven! Let's go! All right, and I'll go back to the basketball, but look, all right, listen. Congrats, Ernesto. All right, listen. Uh, 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 thank you, thank you. But look, um, you guys are going off the narrative. See, that Luca Butler, look, it doesn't do Stop with the individual thing about basketball. It's a team freaking sport, okay? So if Butler doesn't do it, by himself, if he if he does it by himself, they're not going to do it. If Luca does it by himself, then he they're not going to do it. So stop this narrative about individualism, guys. I'm telling you, you guys, getting lost in this crap. Luca, right now, at this moment, as, as we've seen it, yeah, he's playing lights out because he doesn't have the you know the the, the his compare uh, uh, the counterparts that, uh, that he's playing with aren't great. That, you know. Like everybody else, that, that's what you're trying to say. You're trying to elevate Luca, his aura. Come on, are you crazy? And then, then the then the other one about about Tatum's freaking Duke Blue Devil uh, bloodline being too cool. <laughs> Listen, guys, stop with this crazy. Stop with that narrative. Stop. Go to the basics, okay? It's team basketball. Now the four individual teams that are left are coming down. Whose bench? is going to win this game. Whose bench is going to win the series? Because all the individual players are all individual teams. You, everybody has individual players. You all have them. Butler has, Miami has Butler, Dallas has uh, Luca, and uh, so on and so forth. Now it really comes down to your individual bench players, guys. Let's not get lost about this. Stop getting lost about this. I'm telling you, guys, have a good series. See you tomorrow, guys. All right, Ernesto, <laughs> appreciate you. But we have to talk about the individuals. Yeah. Why? Because we want a damn paycheck, right. bro. Like, well, who, That's what we do. I mean, and ultimately, People they are bored. the reason their teams are advancing, whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't say that that Luca has dragged the Mavs into the, this position because the Mavs have done some of this without him. Like, yeah. he was spectacular in this series. Spectacular to the point of unstoppable. To the point of but, – but Jimmy Butler, the Sixers – vaunted defensive team they couldn't stop jimmy jimmy got whatever he wanted yeah. jimmy was literally walking to the mid-range and just hitting anything he wants leo is in riviera beach what's up leo hey guys thanks for taking my call yellow is the color of your energy <laughs> Whoa. but yeah no i what? to be honest I, i'm not gonna say it's a i think it's a sublime song oh it is uh, sublime you're right. you're right yeah um so i just want to say really i think wrong. I'm I'm kind of on I'm kind of on Stones uh, I'm kind of on Stones band, bandwagon not with the aura, but when you do have a player like that who's got all the moves on offense, and you know he's going to come down and score a bucket, it causes the other team to press. And when when your three best players in Phoenix start the first quarter like two for twenty one or something crazy like that, it was like two for it was literally like two for twenty that they started for eight and Booker and Paul. Yeah. And it comes down to it where it's like they all when when they all have similar skill levels, you get to the game seven, and it comes down to it, and you're trying to separate who's the better player. Like it's gotta it's gotta come down to the mind game. It's gotta come down to 
to the the field the vibes i I don't know i kind of i kind of ride with i kind of ride with stone on that it is kind of like an aura for luca um i i really i really think that you know those great players those those upper echelon players those magic those birds those michaels they do have those aura about them and yeah luca is only what 22 23 but let him start putting together these series and let him start putting those team on his back he did have um, Brunson and Dinwiddie finally showed up. Yeah, but but let let Luca start like uh, start showing up in the conference finals and finals and 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 that aura will get bigger. Oh my goodness! Thank you, Leo. I think with the aura, the aura. I cannot believe that Stone you you have brought us to this. like Theo. We can we can try and dismiss Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah. all we want with some of his his truly simple tin takes, right? Yeah. but then. He brings up something like an aura. There's no way that he thought about that word before the show. It just, it just popped, popped into his mind. Yeah. He said it. For sure. He regretted it. <laughs> but Hell now no. all of a sudden people are latching on to it. Well, well, I have a question. Who else in the NBA has an aura? Is Luca the only one? Now LeBron James definitely has an aura. <laughs> Does Giannis have an aura? I think Giannis has a, a, a very uh, captivating aura. What about Joel Embiid? Uh, Joel Embiid, I wouldn't say necessarily because there's a lot you can do against him. His aura is broken. Yeah. An aura is for like an inevitable bucket getter, an inevitable person, like a KD. Like when you know oh you're down two, like that, that, that. Aura, like, there's an over 50% chance he hits aura? that shot. Where was KD's aura he in the got, first round? He got it snatched out. Yeah, he did. He got it snatched out by them Boston Celtics. But yeah, those, I feel you. I like understand Leo what you're said, saying. Those upper echelon players, when they step into the building, like when he's smiling at D Book, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's, that's groovy. It stuff. is a lot of it. it there, now, there is a gravitas. There is a, a level of confidence he gives his guys and a level of maybe fear he puts in other guys, but. When a guy's only won two playoff series and we're treating him like he's Tiger Woods on a Sunday, I just have to pump the brakes. That's mm-hmm. all. That's it. LeBron, I, Spencer Dinwiddie did drop 32. Stop talking That's down a on nice this Mavericks. Ball. Stop talking down on this Mavericks roster like they some bums. Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock is what transformed this team because they made them defensively able to hold water. Spencer Dinwiddie can get you a bucket. Jalen Brunson's a great secondary playmaker. That is a good roster. And Ilgauskas in 07 was defending that rim like nobody else and was giving him 25-point games. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> you know what else has an aura is the FAU MBA Sport Management <laughs> Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years they have sent the executives of tomorrow into the sports industry. You want to be part of the aura? You can take classes in Boca on campus or online. Fall semester classes, sign up now. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, courses online or remote. This is your path to the sports industry, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, title partner of Ken Levick Alive. Who has been the MVPP, otherwise known as the most valuable playoff performer to this point? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us, at KLV1063. He's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 1063. Yep. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So just so we're clear, okay, and everybody's on the same page, Luca missed the first three games of the Utah series. 
came back for the final three. Yeah. They went two and one in those final three games. Yep, they went two and one without him and two and one with him. That that is significantly more than any of the other MVPP most valuable playoff performer front runners that we've listed. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's missed a game. And Jason Tatum has played straight through yeah. to this point. You guys, okay. you guys put a lot of stock in Lowry business in these games and how important he was. He didn't play a damn game. Who, Lowry? Yeah. yeah that, that furthers yeah. Jimmy Butler's case. I know. I'm just, like you guys said, that you guys put so much stock into them doing it without Lowry. You yeah. guys got to mention that he didn't play a single game this postseason besides a few that he was all banged the up. Two and and I think it was done. the two against the Hawks. Or didn't he play one? No, he in, played in. He played in game. He got hurt in game three. And against the Sixers. And then he played a game and a half, basically, against the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. He played game three and then kind of game four, but that's when he re-injured his uh, hamstring. Yeah, he was we a, haven't seen him since. Yeah, he was a net negative every single minute, pretty much. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was not hurt. good it was at a all. Uh, by the way, real quick, speaking of him, uh, can we do a, uh, a quick... Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Let me know when you're ready and we can get to that. Here is your Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. So yesterday, Kyle Lowry did not practice, and he is not practicing again today. He is at practice, he is assisting with practice, but he's not taking part in practice. So it appears, unless something stunning happens, no Kyle Lowry for Game 1 against the Celtics tomorrow night at FTX Arena. I don't think that I'm overly surprised, still disappointing, but... Uh, I, I think that the Heat have shown that they are perfectly capable right now of continuing to to make do without Kyle Lowry. Would he be helpful going to the finals? Yes. Yeah. But I just don't know when we might even see him in this series. He He's going to be key because the Heat are going to need another guy that's going to be able to create yeah, in the half court. They have to have him yeah. at some point. Because this is going to be a muck it up series. This mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of, at least two or three games are going to be both teams under 100. And yeah, you're going yeah. to need guys that, can, again, just like the Bucks did um, in game seven, you need a guy that can create his own shot when everything slows down. And without Middleton there, it was tough. Luckily, the Heat still have Jimmy Butler. They still have a guy like Tyler Hero who can heat up a bit. And then hopefully you get some shots out of Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. Yeah, Duncan Oladipo. Robinson. <laughs> I Look, don't man, think that's going to happen. You never know. Hey, he, Maybe. he was a Celtics killer. Yeah, in the bubble. <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. I, I do so. think it's an, a good opportunity, like you mentioned, Theo, for a Gabe Vincent, for a guy like Tyler Hero to keep their confidence running before Lowry comes back. Uh, yeah. Leo, when he, when he called, he started to, uh, to sing – uh, a song, the lyrics, Amber, the color of your energy, because Stone's big point about why Luca is the MVPP right now is because he has an aura. And I asked what color it was. We need to determine that. Um, but but then I said, ah, oh, 311. And then Leo was like, oh, a little sublime. And I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Turns out I was right. Amber is the song. 311 is the band. <laughs> I was right. So alternative music loving me at age 15 with my girl jeans and my pink hair, yeah. that paid off. Hell yeah. That paid off. I was right. Amber by 311. Now something, Stone, that you might be you might be thinking about with your aura, you might be someone who uh, suffers from uh, something called synesthesia. Okay? What is that? It is when you hear music, but you see shapes, or you hear a word or a name, and you instantly see a color. It's when you sense something, 
through another sense. Perhaps you're suffering from synesthesia, and when you hear the name Luka Doncic, you, you're seeing a color, and that's the aura that you're talking about when you break down why he's been the best player in the postseason so far. What color do you, do you see when you hear the name Luka? I think I see black. I think I see like a, a slim, like a grim. Like, <laughs> like, like, that was a plot twist. I did not see that coming. You guys are familiar with the Marvel movies. I think he's like the Grim Reaper. I think when he's out there, it's black and it's, I'm going to oh. kill you and take your soul. Uh, he's the Grim Reaper. Mm. The guy's won two playoff series. He's, he's won two he's, playoff series. He's the Grim Reaper. And if he had more opportunities, he would have won those two. He's just getting I know. started. I know and he's he doing is. it. He's I love doing the, it with the weakest roster in the playoffs. I love Luka Doncic. His, his disposition, his game. His ability to control the game. You know what I love most about Luka? His adaptability to the game. That's why he's so good in these playoff series. He goes down 2-0, but he knows everything you're going to throw at him, and he has great counter punches. I'm calling in the Grim Reaper. I'm calling in reinforcements right now. Jupiter Joe, if you're out there, call in. Jupiter Joe, please call in. Let's get on Theo. Stone, Stone is trying to bring in someone to give Theo that work. (laughs) That's when you know desperation is kicking in. By the way, let me ask you, Stone. If if Luka Doncic, when you hear his name, his aura is black. What color do you see when you hear the name Theo Dorsey? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah, I'm gonna go green, <laughs> green, green right now. And green? I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer why, but that's what color I'm seeing. That's just because I'm money, man. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's excellent. Uh, I did not oh, when I goodness. when I asked Stone what what color. What color do you see when you hear the name Luka Doncic? I did not see black coming. Black is one of the last ones I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, it, definitely. That's like when, when they, in the NBA draft when like there's the like skinny, scrawny uh, white guy that's a good shooter from uh-huh. Gonzaga, and they're like, you know, this guy really reminds me of Adam Morrison. I was expecting something more on that line. Yeah, right, right, right. Versus, right. versus. Uh, I thought Stone he'd say black. green and say like Larry Bird yeah. used to wear. <laughs> that would have been good too. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News <laughs> Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. And when we come back, the actual MVP of the postseason might have showed out and won his award this morning on ESPN's Family <laughs> of Networks. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I think Stephen A. Smith might have found his permanent co-host on first take. Move over, J.J. Redick. Move over, Mad Dog. Please. Move over, Michael Irvin. Please. Pat Beverly has a new home, (laughs) and it's not on the floor. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Monday edition. Good to have you along. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, in for part one of two this week. Monday and Tuesday, man, here on Ken Levick Alive. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. I am, well, Ken Levick. All right, so Patrick Beverly, the, uh, you probably call him the, the pest of the NBA, right? Yeah, he's a top five pest. Top not five one. pest, top five petty player in the NBA. Uh, now Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, and I, I, I know that he has something to say about everybody. I didn't know he had the blood feud with Chris Paul that he has. Mm. I know he's talked about him before, but these are two guys that used to be teammates. All right, they used to be teammates. Oh, in Houston. 
Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, Chris Paul is that. also a top five pet. So when you're competing for the true. same position, very true. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of tense moments yeah. in between that. All I right. want to be the. Imagine pet. those practices. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Disgusting. I know. I know. Yeah. Just disrespectful toxicity yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So Patrick Beverly was on Get Up. He was on First Take, and he wasted no time on either of those programs this morning on ESPN taking shots at CP3. The first one we're going to hear, and I know Temple of Troll is later with Theo, (laughs) but I don't even know if we need to do it today because listen to this slander that came out of Patrick Beverly's mouth. Patrick Beverly was asked about CP3 and his defensive acumen, and you have got to hear what he compared CP3 to. Here is Patrick Beverly this morning on ESPN. True, he's not lying about man, that. CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA know that. Guard, everybody can't know guard that. Everybody know that. Anybody. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cone. Stop playing, man. Everybody that right. knows that. Everyone knows that. It's just y'all don't want to accept it. He's a cone. He called him a cone. Ridiculous. By the way, did you hear? Play one more time. Did you hear Greenberg panic? When when Patrick Beverly asked him, what does a cone do? And Greenberg, uh, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I say? What do I say? What are we talking about? What is, is this slang for something, or is he actually talking about a cone? What's going on? Listen to Greenberg panic before he gets it right. True. He's not lying about You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. <laughs> Stop playing. He just panicked. He was so happy, too. Yo, yeah, when he got it, when he got yeah. it right, stay still. Am I yeah, right? I'm Mike Greenberg, damn it. Uh, and then CP3, what 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 else did he say about, uh, Patrick Beverly say about CP3, Stone? He talked a little bit about the legacy, whether he's top okay. five, top ten. So this is CP3 on the legacy of who some consider the greatest point guard ever, the point god, CP3, Patrick Beverly's thoughts on his career. Person who's played in the NBA a long time and was able to get the keys to the car at a very young age and due to that is able to have the numbers he's able to have. Just because he was given the keys to the at car? At an early age. At an early, can you go into that a little bit more? Give me the keys when I'm, I don't know, 18, 19. I don't know when he got drafted, 19, 20. 20 years up to, what, 37 at 17 years? You better have some numbers. So you're saying it was given to him? I didn't say it was given. I, it's, it's completely earned. But when you get when you get the keys to, 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 to the Lamborghini at a young age, I mean, you go put some miles on it. So that's the, he's that's he's thing. ripping CP3's longevity, saying that the only reason CP3 has put up numbers this is pure petty. It's so petty that it makes no sense. <laughs> that's how you know someone's super petty. CP3, Patrick Beverly says, if you've been in the league that long, you better get numbers because CP3's been in the league forever. That diminishes him as one of the all-time greats. Uh, it, it, wow, is that petty? He's not Derek Fisher, okay? Like, let's not do that. Let's not play like uh, it was the long game and uh-huh. he just racked up numbers. Like, Chris Paul was really good. I still remember, like, with what Luka was doing to Chris Paul reminded me so much of what Chris Paul was doing to Jason Kidd in, like, what, the 06, 07 playoff? I can't yeah. remember what yeah, year yeah, it was. Yeah. But when he was just dogging him and yelling in his face that he can't guard him, like Chris Paul was really good and still is. Yeah, Patrick Beverly, though, he's done with him. Yeah. But Patrick Beverly just didn't limit it to Chris Paul. He went to the entire Suns organization and threw someone under the bus that had had a petty conversation with him about the Phoenix Suns. Here's Patrick Beverly again on ESPN this morning. 
What are you saying to that? Basketball players, you can see it in the eyes. They were scared. It ain't about Luka taking their soul. They knew starting the game what was going to happen. He's done it before. They watch, trust me. They have yeah. iPhones. They have Instagram. They see the numbers <laughs> of Luka Doncic averaging 39. They hear me saying, man, he did it to me. He did it to me. Kawhi, Paul, George. I'm damn sure you going to do it to them. They know that. Boy, scared of Luka. Ain't nobody afraid of anybody over there in Phoenix, man. Everybody in the league knows that, bro. Like, it's just, but y'all don't know that because y'all not in the locker room. No one's afraid of Phoenix. We wanted them. We wanted them. No one's afraid of Phoenix. Yeah. I, I talked to some teammates. I ain't going to say who because I'm going to say who. Forget it. I talked to Paul George last night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, ain't nobody scared of them. Oh, man. I love it. He goes from <laughs> CP3 to ripping on the Suns to then throwing Paul George under the bus, taking him down into the uh. depths with him. Patrick Beverly was made for this. Paul George wanted nothing to do with that, oh, by no. the way. He finally got out of the national ire and spotlight. Yeah. He's chilling. He's in vacation with yeah. his family and No kids. more playoff pee. He's now, off to now, go do his own thing. Now he's got mentions to wake up to on Twitter. He's yep. like, dude, there's a reason why we tanked out yeah. in the play-in games. We didn't want to be a part of this again. Bro. Patrick Beverly uh. got on first take. He stepped out of that set, and it's like – he had a lifetime, <laughs> a lifetime of things that he needed to say with his chest today, and he did it. He, he has been really, it feels like, storing in this CP3 hate for years only to verbally vomit it up profusely for uh, hours on end today on ESPN. He also goes after one more pet. Someone else, someone else caught a stray. Someone caught a stray. What? No, Pat, please put the gun down. He caught. Yeah, nah, someone caught a stray. Someone. I. I guarantee you, you could guess fifty times which current NBA player caught a stray today, and you would not guess who it was. Here is Patrick Beverly, needlessly uh, taking a shot at someone else in the middle of the CP3 slander parade. Grayson Allen had no business on the court. He was a disaster in this series. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the fact that Bobby Portis didn't have a good game yesterday either. They Who the had... first person you named? No, Grayson Allen was filling. Who? No, let me finish. Oh. Man, stop. Why are you naming these people on your show? Because they get no play in our no, locker room in the NBA. No, I was pointing out that they didn't. Oh, my God. They didn't produce. Duh. That was more disrespectful than anything that he said about CP3. <laughs> that was, yo, that was messed up. He's not wrong, but he, he's that not was messed wrong. up. He and dropped a who on him. And then a duh. And then, a, yeah, play, play one more time. The who was like disdain. There was anger. There was slime on that who. Again, Grayson Allen taking it. From Patrick Beverly. Master in this series. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the fact that Bobby Portis didn't have a good game yesterday either. They Who the had... first person you named? No, Grayson Allen was filling. Who? No, let me finish. God. Didn't produce. Wow. Wow. And poor Grayson Allen. But do you know what? Not poor Grayson Allen. No, nobody feels bad for yeah. Grayson is, Allen. Is Grayson Allen on your list of top five pesks in the league? He he I don't know if he makes it there just because he no. hasn't done it on the right stage. But yet, there's you know? being a pest and there's being dirty. He's dirty, yeah. <laughs> is there a difference? Yeah, there is a difference. Like pests are dirty. Patrick Beverly's a physical player, but I can't remember Wait. the last time he went out and tried to like purposely break someone's leg. Was he the one that got Crusoe this year too? Or am I tripping? Who? Who 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 knocked Caruso out? Was it was it? It Grayson? was Grayson Allen. That was Grayson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude does it like he's been doing no, it since being, college. Yeah, uh, being being a pest and being a punk ass are two different yeah, things. Grayson he, Allen's a punk ass. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Beverly <laughs> teeters that line, but he's more of a pest. Yeah. Uh Jose Alvarado's a pest. Chris mm -hmm. Paul is a pest. Yes. Draymond Green is a pest. 
who will sometimes kick you in the yeah. in the in the balls. Yeah. Uh, that's what he does. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good top five, though. Yeah, those yeah. are my guys I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, so. Draymond Green is the all-time greatest crotch kicker yeah. in NBA history. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN One Hundred Six Three.